0: Hey, what's up everybody? It's Coach Josh. and officially welcome you guys and gals out to the live Q&A with yours truly. Hope you guys are doing exceptionally well. I um, hope everyone who's watching me live is doing well and everybody's blessed and every everybody's having a good uh, Christmas, good holiday. I hope everyone doing this If you're watching this live, do me a big favor: share this broadcast out to as many people as possible. If you're watching this later on YouTube or listening later, whether on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, I want to say thank you all so much for listening through those streams and all those uh, mediums. I pray that these resources continues to be a blessing to you all. I'm excited about this live broadcast because I have a special announcement. I'm starting January 2nd. Listen to me closely. Starting January 2nd. I will be doing a whole year's worth of course called the purpose of singleness course. So I already got my materials ready. I'm ready to invest in you all. Go to my website now, lifework.teachable.com. I'm going to put that right here in the chat box for those who is watching me live. And for those who is watching later or listening later, it's in the description box uh, It's lifework.teachable. Oh, I hope I spelled it right.com. And my course is there. We're going to start January 2nd. Every Thursday, I'm going to be doing, uh, uh, I'm going to go all the way down to the bare ingredients of the concept called singleness, and I'm going to start January 2nd. I'm going to go 70 some weeks on this. Um, I feel pressed on my heart to serve the singles out there and those who are in unsure relationships. So if you feel like this course is for you, download the syllabus because there's some things I'm going to be giving those who sign up on my uh, course site. So go to my website. and go to the website I just put there. All that good stuff. Get the syllabus. Get ready. Share it to as many people as possible. Uh, we're going to be i am um, doing live. I'm going to do live videos every Thursday here on YouTube. But for those who want a holistic personal development plan, those who want uh, memory scriptures and, and, and a, a reading plan, prayer plan, those who want the worksheets with exercises, you got to enroll at LifeWork.com. The course is free. Uh, and so for those who are who want this course and want all the tools that go with it, you have to register there. Um, it's free, but if you want to support the uh, course, you can feel free to give and all that good stuff, but it's free for you all. Um, so I'm excited because I think that it's my time to serve the singles. I'll still be doing live Q&As throughout the week. I'll still be serving everyone else, Um, but exclusively on Thursdays, I'm going to be serving the singles. So it's going to be live here. So hey, if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, subscribe, sign, register up right now at my course site, lifework.teachable.com. Go to the Purpose of Singleness course page, enroll, and we're going to get into it. I have over 60 uh, something topics, now, maybe about 50 to 55 certain topics. It's going to take me 78 plus weeks to go through. But every Thursday, Lord willing, I'm going to be here serving the singles. And for those who are in unsure relationships, I want you all to maximize your singleness for God's glory. So so I'm going to go to the chat box um, and say hello to everyone's watching me live. So do me a big favor Go there, subscribe, uh um, not subscribe, go ahead and enroll because I'm gonna serve you. I'm gonna give y'all the best that I have. Um, that's gonna a lot of the points gonna come from this book, but God has graced me with with plenty more material um to be able to serve y'all in 2020 all the way to 2021. Um, so enroll. Um, we got merch, we got t-shirts, we got the book, we got ways that you can get plugged in. So get right into it let's go to the chat box nicole destiny what's going on from atlanta how you feeling nita hey coach so glad i get to catch you uh hi from Phoenix, arizona thank you so much for watching swaggy d what's up fam y'all sway beloved y'all sway beloved hey coach what's going on autumn says what's going on little lady see y'all back in January, west coast cali yo 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 I, th- I answered your question as well i think you asked me a question about abandonment under one of those videos i answered it hope you checked it out uh Zach, what's going on? Natasha Renee, good evening. Hello, family, Cassandra. Thank you for watching. Marino, God bless you. God bless you. Daughter of the King. Hey, coach, happy holidays to you and your family. Thank you so much. I pray it was a blessing for you as well. Caitlin Gooch. Hey, there, what's going on, Miss Lady? Hey, coach, good evening. I sent you an email. Okay, I'll make sure I check it out for sure. Hello from Cali. Happy holidays, everyone. Uh, Anyone got any questions? (laughs) Greetings, Coach. Oh, Lizzie Lewis, what's going on? Danny Warfield, how you feeling? Heaven Rose, greetings, Coach. God bless you. Hope you enjoyed yourself yesterday. It was great. It was great. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed it, too. Yes, the purpose of singing. Listen, listen, we already got people signed up already. Uh, uh, I'm excited. Can't wait to get it. Get it out to y'all. Hey, Coach, I hope all is well with you and your family. All is well. So thank you for your encouragement in this season. I'm so glad that the material is encouraging. Thank you, Coach. You're so welcome. Latoya Gladden. Hey, is it possible for a woman to know who God wants her to marry without the man knowing it or if they haven't met yet? Anything's possible with God. I don't I don't I don't I don't see nothing wrong. I don't think it's impossible for God to let a lady know. um, But I think there is a process for the man to do. And so any of the advice that I would give every young woman right now who feel they know who their husband is, I want you to put that individual on the shelf. The goal is God is not going to going to reveal someone before he reveals himself and a lot of people they want someone to be revealed so bad that the enemy plays on our emotions he plays on our mind and he'll reveal things to us to, as a distraction if you if if the person is revealed to you and your dependency and god is not strong then it could be a distracting tactic from the enemy so what i always advise young women to do is to put that young man on the shelf ask god to daily make sure that your heart is in the right posture is in the right place towards him because if you think about about that person more than you think about God, there's a high percent chance that that person wasn't revealed by God because a God is a God of order. But if it is God that revealed it to you, do your due diligence in, den- in denying your flesh and desires to be consumed with the individual. There's nothing you can do to make that man ready. There's nothing you can do to make him aware because even if you informed him, even if you informed him that you was the one for him, you may pluck him out of his process too soon and cause even more damage in the, in the pursuit Suit process because God hasn't finished with them yet. So, in the meantime, I wouldn't even advise you to pray deeply for them. All you have to do is petition before God once. First off, go to God and say, God, you know what? I I, I believe that whoever you have for me is for me. So, Father, I'm gonna make sure that my heart stays clear towards you, that my heart stays towards you and not in a a desperate desire for someone. So, what I'm gonna do, God, I'm gonna put this gentleman on the shelf and I'm and I'm gonna give you myself. And 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 I'm gonna trust in your timing because time, God's timing will reveal everything. And um uh, God's uh what God's what God let me make sure I make it plain. Um, God is not the author of confusion, the devil is God is the author of clarity, and God clarifies things over a period of time. But if you if you invest your time becoming overly consumed with that individual, then you're gonna find yourself distracted and possibly in the arms of the wrong man. So can God tell a woman? who her husband is, best believe it. I believe she I believe he can. But but does God want that woman to try to inform that man? Does God want that woman to try to make herself available? No. Stand and di- stand to see the salvation of the Lord. Let God reveal publicly what he showed you privately. Let's keep going. <clears throat> Next question. Daughter of the King, should I let go of a rhema word I believe God has of me? It is just—it just doesn't seem to be happening. Like no signs of what I was told. Um, Daughter of the King, what I would advise you to do is, uh, like I told the young lady above you, put whatever, whatever you hear uh, uh, from from un- an unworldly place outside of human realm that you feel could be divine, put it on the shelf never get so, because sometimes we can idolize a rhema world, we can idolize something said to us, we can idolize a prophecy to the point that we become prisoners to it, that if it doesn't happen in a certain time frame, because look at Joseph, God revealed to Joseph in a dream that he will be king, not king, but he will be a ruler, that his brothers and father will bow down to him, do you know historically it took him 18 years to see the manifestation of that? So, 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 and there was nothing between the pit, the, the prison, part of his house that revealed to him that that dream was gonna to come to pass but in 18 years it did so so what I would say is uh, uh if you believe that's what God told you put it on the shelf trust that he continues to, to make himself known to you, but don't even worry about it. Don't even think about it because the more you think about it, you're setting yourself up to idolize this rhema word, and then you'll be disappointed easily, discouraged often because you're looking for signs. Don't worry about the sign. The sign that he given gave us is clearly seen about his existence. as a sign of man, Christ Jesus, and his spirit to keep us in our hope in him. Don't worry about whether or not it's going to reveal itself because God knows that if I keep giving you signs without your uh, development, then you can end up being distracted and ill-prepared or not prepared for the assignment he has given you. So should I let go of the remember what I believe God has given me? No. If you believe God has given it to you, put it on the shelf. Don't get so consumed with it. Trust that if it's him, he'll reveal in his due season and his due timing. And don't look for a sign. Uh, The Bible says a perverse generation looks for a sign. The reason why they look for a sign, they believe the sign would give them hope of God. God doesn't want you to look for signs to help you believe in him. He wants you to know that he wants you to believe in him because of him. Because sometimes we keep looking for signs. We forget the devil sends signs as well to to send confusion. Nicole says, hey coach, what do you do when you are having trouble fasting? At one point, fasting was second nature to me. Now I cannot go past 24 hours. It just self-examine your your environment, self-examine where you are, self-examine where you are in life. Maybe um the where you work, uh your life is a little bit different back then when I was in college and some other periods in my life. Nah, I, I found it easier to fast now than then. But what I'm saying is uh life experiences or the state of your life right now could pose as as more of A hindrance or more of more temptations, more, more, uh, uh, whatever, or the series of life events that may have caused your heart, um, to not have endurance based upon soul ties, relationships, uh, uh, sinful practices may have uh, stifled the endurance that you once had. So, to rekindle. That flame into fasting. <clears throat> Start with baby steps. Don't 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 get so caught up on how, how, how it once was. Let's focus on what you can do now by making sure that you uh take baby steps into getting fasting again. And just because you don't have the same bandwidth or the same fervor like you did before, doesn't mean that you're not a daughter of God. It just means that you may have to implement uh new strategies, new support systems, subtract things out of your life to make fasting more of a of a, of a resource than, than a, um, a ritual, if that makes sense. Because fasting is not for you to find an answer. Fasting is not for you uh, um, to, for God to reveal something special to you. No, fasting is the opportunity for you to get closer to God because in the closest, you, in your closest to God and in your sensitivity to God, answers become obvious. Usually for many of us, the answers are already there, but because of the toxins in our body, the toxins in our soul, the toxins in our mind, uh, um, it clouds us from seeing what's already there. But fasting is, I'm removing all of these carnal things or things that I have overly indulged in, purify myself holistically, and then as that purification process happens and you're growing closer to God, the answers become uh, seen. So don't fast to find an answer, fast to be near the answer who is Jesus. so what do you do when you're having trouble fasting? It's really assess, assess and say, yo, where am I right now? What's, what's around me right now? What's causing me not to have the same fervor? And the Holy Spirit will reveal it. And, 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 and maybe, um, 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 and usually the book fasting is, is God sent. There's some fastings you can do periodically, uh, um, just because, but, but there, it could be that God hasn't really uh called you to a fast um for but but besides all that um assess your life see where you at examine uh, uh uh your support system and look at your heart and then over time the Holy Spirit will show you this is what's clogging the fasting process, and then there you go you have the revelation you need <clears throat> great question um nita says let me scroll up and scroll down again okay he says, can you be friends with the opposite sex with those strings attached? Uh, anything's possible, but you have to be wise. I think the opposite sex can be friends, but usually it's probably difficult to be friends with someone that you're attracted to because friendship is a deep bond. Friendship is an intimate bond. Uh, friendship is is something that that is rare, um, but ri- but rich. You see what I'm saying? And and when there's opposite sex involved and there's attraction there, you have to be very careful because you just got to be wise. I think uh, same, uh opposite sex relationships, are best when they are in a group. Um uh I, that's just the wisdom that I can give because typically um the more you get to know someone and y'all get more <clears throat> involved in each other's lives, then 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 and there's attraction there, you're going to end up liking each other. You see what I'm saying? I just think that you got to use wisdom. You got to really assess am I truly attracted to this person? Um, and what I would say is the the boundaries of an opposite sex relationship or friendship is that it, I think it's wise to be in group settings. I think there should be limits on phone call conversation. I think there should be limits in, in how y'all engage with each other, especially if there's attraction there. And because we can be foolish and believe, oh, well, that's my best friend and that's my whatever, whatever. But you have to be very careful because if you're attracted to that person, you're going to become attached to that person. And when you become attached to that person, now the friendship is clouded and now there's a relationship. So to think the the best thing that I would say is, because you know, the reason why I say this is because you don't want to set yourself up for failure. You don't want to have a best friend that's the opposite sex and then you get married and then you got this weird kind of altercation between the three of y'all because now you got this best friend. Now you got to let go of the relationship because of marriage and whatever. It's just best to make sure you establish the right kind of boundaries when you're friends with the opposite sex, especially when there's attraction. Can it can it work when there's no attraction? Probably so because you're just not attracted to each other. But, but even even in non-attractions you got to be very careful because in the beginning you may not be attracted to that person but anytime you get close to somebody especially during a vulnerable season then all of a sudden you're gonna start finding something attractive about them and then you may find yourself in compromising positions and you know what i mean by compromising positions and so i just think the wisdom in this is if you do have a gentleman or a young lady that you are friends with and that y'all getting close i would set immediate boundaries i would i would probably not to entertain anything that's going to lead to any kind of form of intimacy. And we're not even talking about sexual intimacy. We just talk about intimacy of the mind. Sometimes when you invest mental uh, ideals <clears throat> and connections with each other, that can be more attractive than physical. When you can share something emotionally and share something mentally, um, that can be more attractive than the physical uh, shape of a person. And so I just think the wisdom for you need it is to really look at that individual, that young man and say, am I attracted to him? Am I setting myself up for failure? Am I lying to myself? Because many times we think that we can handle something, but we can't handle something. So set boundaries, boundaries like, you know what, we can't talk. We can't do anything that may be too exclusive or too intimate. So if y'all go to the same church and y'all got a group of friends, y'all go out and be friends amongst friends, but don't be too exclusive because in exclusivity may lead to intimacy and then leads to confusion. And and where there's confusion is all evil work. Hope that helps. Elaine <clears throat> Collins says, Hey, coach, should you continue to be friends with someone that you used to have soul ties with, but no longer have ties with? With should you cut off all communication with that person, Um you may not have no connection, but that gentleman or that or that person may have a connection to you. So the, the everything is about assessment. Everything's about the leadership of the Holy Spirit, the guidance of Him. The real question you have to ask yourself: Why do I want to refriend or befriend someone that I shared intimacy with? Now, if this person's coming into your life, then you got to set boundaries. Like if y'all go to the same church, y'all go to the same school or whatever, then you you or you work at the same place and you can't help but be in each other's presence. Then 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 you just gotta say, you know what, I, I just gotta be wise because because one thing about something where there is familiarity, there could be soon a uh, a uh, 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 it could rekindle the soul tie again. That's why it's not wise to go back to a place where where there was familiarity, where there was uh, uh, especially any type of intimacy involved because then your mind is going to rekindle those memories and you think you over someone, but time proves if you're really over someone. But the wisest thing is, hey, if I know I had a soul tie to that person before and I think I don't have a soul tie now, I'm not going to test myself or tempt myself to see if I still got a tie. I'm going to really be wise and really be led by the spirit in this area because communication opens the door for 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 who knows what. So let me read your question again. Make sure I understand the layers. Hey, coach, should you continue to be friends with someone that you used to have a soul tie with? I think not. That's just my personal opinion. I just think there's too much uh, dangers that can be involved. And and the real question, like I said before, you have to ask yourself is why. Why do I want to be friends with that person again? Are you in a season of loneliness? Are, do you feel lonely do you feel uh, attraction building back up at this person uh frequenting your location more often right now uh because we, after a period of time, can have a facade of of freedom, but not truly be free and the enemy will kind of plague your mind or play with your mind thinking that oh y'all can be friends again because he knows they know the demons know whether or not you really are over that person and and your your habits let you know if you're over that person if you're always on that person's page if 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 you if you just think about them often or whatever, then you might be setting yourself up. Uh, have soul ties, but no longer have ties with. Should you cut off all communication? That I would, I would just for your safety. I would because because um, if this person, if you had a soul tie with him, it must be something, someone that you was attracted to, and attraction is a deadly uh, uh entity um uh or a deadly a uh thing of life, and and if you had something with them before. And there's nothing from God letting you know this is someone for you. You're a husband or your wife. I will leave them alone, because any place where you once had intimacy, you'll want you will have intimacy again. Hope that helps, Kaylin. That I know I'm excited. I'm excited for the course. For those who just joining me now, we got a purpose of singleness course for all my singles and all the people who are in unsure relationships we got a brand new course starting january 2nd go to lifework.teachable.com or if that's too much for you just go to my website iamunplugged.com and we're going to be doing 70 some weeks of material that i've already got mapped out about 40 50% mapped out um and re- I, mean, I got i got the syllabus done all that stuff but as far as all my notes i'm being led by the spirit with but we got over six some topics now I'm going to be covering for the next 70 some weeks. So if you're single or in an unsure relationship <clears throat> and, you gotta, and you know other friends, other people who are single or in unsure relationships, this course is for them. We start January the 2nd. We start next Thursday. I'll be live here, but you have to enroll on my life work page to get the holistic development plan, um, to get all the resources and tools that you need. And plus the worksheets and activities, I'm going to do it live. So everyone's going to be able to see the video, but not everybody's going to be able to have the resources. So I want to build a community on my uh, um, coaching website, lifework.teachable.com. Um, f- so for so you guys can really get tools and resources so I can equip you in your singleness so that you can maximize it for God's glory. So go to that page right now. Sign up. Uh, um, it's free. Uh, um, If you want to support, you can support other ways by t-shirt books or giving, but the course is free for you. Um, Subscribe, not subscribe, enroll now. um, And we start next Thursday. So let everyone know. I got some stuff on Instagram. You can share that. um, But we're going to make this happen. So you're going to have my undivided attention every Thursday. Um, uh, Lord willing, for the next 70s plus weeks, as we go through two semester, two and a half semesters, or three semesters worth of material, Um, I'll still be doing live Q and A. So don't feel like these going to go away. I'm still going to do live Q and A's. But Thursday nights is going to be my time to serve the singles and those who are in unsure relationships and help them understand the purpose of this of their singleness and how amazing it is and how God has a purpose for it. So, so enroll now. Uh, it's gonna be open so far. I think we have about maybe I posted it maybe two hours ago I don't know how many people's enrolled so far last time I checked, was over. Uh, I think 15 or 20 Um, But I haven't really marketed yet So now's your time get involved because I'm gonna send our resources and we're gonna make this happen And if you're watching this video and you're liking what you heard so far do me a favor like this video So that this video can get up in the in the in the YouTube sphere and so we can reach more people with this Let's keep going <clears throat> Happy holidays to you too. Hey, hey, what's up Mimi? Me, me, Caitlyn Gooch. Just uh just JNY. What's going on, Aline, Happy holidays, Natasha. Just enrolled. I'm excited. Thank you, Josh. You are welcome. I feel like the singles have been overlooked for a long period of time and it, it is and I know a lot of people do a lot of relationship stuff, they do a lot of marriage stuff, they do a lot, of, but I'm going to devote my attention to make sure people grow. Uh, So make sure you go ahead and get your book. A lot of my points won't come from this book, but a lot of the points that I have is going to be fresh because I wrote this book three years ago. So I'm excited. Daughter of the King says, at this point, I don't even see how it's going to happen, but my faith is still strong. Oh, that's okay. Gotcha. God is faithful. God's got you. Just continue to stay faithful to him and watch the fruit burst out of your life. Nita Carrillo says, also, how do you let Also, how do you let them know all you can and are willing to be is just friends so they they don't have any expectations? Uh, Communicate with them immediately. Especially when you begin to feel um, that gentleman, because I see that you're a lady, that gentleman begin to catch feelings. But you have to make sure that your actions match your words. Your actions must match your words. Don't tell a man something and then do something else, because a man is going to get confused, and 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 we don't know where he is in his level of self control sexually. And so, what I would tell a lady is, is that you got to prepare yourself for the boundary you about to set. You prepare yourself by communicating with that, by communicating with yourself and God, like God. Okay. He's cute, cute. I like him. I like him. I like him a lot and I got to see him often. So God, I need your Holy Spirit to strengthen me in this phase of my life as I continue to navigate holistically in my singleness and not get caught up in, in, in intimacy with a friend and then you let that person know but your actions what I would do is if you was giving hugs start giving daps start giving church hugs start giving daps um keep conversation short if he keeps calling try to text you oh i thought about you here's a scripture of the day ignore it because you the more you do that you help him you hurt him by 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 opening the door for him you help him by keeping that door closed so establish your boundaries establish your heart First, establish your heart towards God and and, and acknowledge your need for him and and establish your boundaries. And when you see him, stay consistent. CJ, what's going on? Jay Daniel says, what should you do if the person you married has no ambition and lost their thirst for God? They seem to have become another person. I'm very worried. Um, Worry. Worry is a tactic of the enemy to make you feel that God can't do what you desire for him to do. Um, Greater is he that's in you. I really do believe um, that the Bible talks about that if one person is saved in a family, the whole family has the potential to be saved. Uh, right now, your your husband is going through a phase in his life that he needs you to be long-suffering. And what I mean by long-suffering, I'm not saying being stupid or being foolish. But but what I would do is I would stand the gap for him in prayer, for better or for worse. That's better. That's, that's just that's just not physical. We're talking about emotional, mental. Physical, spiritual for better or worse that that you have to invest in so what you should you do if the person you married has no ambition and lost their thirst for God the Holy Spirit can reveal to you exactly why they lost their thirst and the Holy Spirit will let you know hey this is the reason why your husband is going through what he's going through it all depends on age he, be, he could be going through a midlife crisis he could be going through the pruning process of God off of his idol but th- instead of getting worried you go into worship you go into worship with God and you say God I'm going in the gap for my marriage. I'm not going to allow the enemy's tricks of worry to cause me to to think thoughts that could potentially lead me to a place of justifying myself to divorce, justifying myself to separate. And then you, within that year or two year period, did not do anything to fight. Listen, marriage is, marriage is, is, is a battle because it's not about the warfare against you all. It's the warfare against the union. Because the union represents something greater than y'all to. It represents Christ in the church. And so what I would do is I would go into my Bible. Now, go to openbible.info and I will look up scriptures on marriage and, and, and just really sense the Holy Spirit's leading as you read it, and then you'll begin to find your strength. Your strength is not in you, you can't save your marriage, only the Holy Spirit can. God is the only one that's going to open up his, his heart to thirst for Him again. But what you have to do is do your part, and that's to be kind, to be loving, to be consistent, and not, but not, don't be stupid. Now, if stuff starts getting out of the hand and this person starts bringing in devilish and demonic things to the house, then that's when you got to establish who you are in Christ and say, look, man, I might, you might have to go somewhere else. You might have to stay somewhere. I mean, I'm not going to give up on the marriage, but we're going to have to work through this stuff because I cannot allow your lack of fear of God bring unnecessary damaging things into my house. So what should you do if the person you married has no ambition and lost their thirst for God? God will show you the real reason why. He'll lead you into a a warfare prayer against the demonic spirit that's that's working in oppressing your husband, uh, and they seem to have become another person. If they have become another person, there's demonic activity involved. So what I would do is I would just Increase your time with God, increase your time in in the things of God and really begin to uh, uh, look up scriptures on marriage, scriptures on spiritual warfare and the Holy Spirit will lead you into what you need to do. Um, um, to really stand in the gap for your husband. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take work. It's going to take a fight. Um, but uh, love uh, covers a multitude of sin. Um, so you cannot get into worry and don't get into your emotions. The Holy Spirit will help you with your emotions. And you just focus on the husband that you married. And if he's a different person, the Holy Spirit will grow you in spiritual warfare. I got a book right here called World War Me. It's a book on spiritual warfare and the whole armor of God. You can download it for free at my website, imunplugged.com forward slash worksheets. Scroll down a little bit and you'll see something said World War Me and Spiritual Warfare. You can get the PDF for that for free. But if you want the book, book, you can get it on Amazon right now. And, and But you got the word of God right now. So dive deep in it and, 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 and watch the Holy Spirit uh, gird you up and you fight for your man. No, 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 don't you fight for your man, fight for your husband. Don't be worried. Don't be worried. Um, greater is he that's in you, greater than greater is he that's in you than anything that's in the world. Um, this is where you build your faith, this is where you build your 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 trust in God and you go forward. Now, when stuff starts getting and he's getting out of hand, then that's when you gotta the Holy Spirit will lead you on what you need to do to make sure you stay protected. But if he's just kind of just backsliding a little bit. You know what's going on with your husband. Has has he lost someone in his family? Has he gained weight? Has he expressed to you any type of insecurities? Begin to have a listening ear and an empathetic heart, but not a stupid mind, though. You see what I'm saying? Navigate caution. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide you in the nuance, because I don't know enough um, to help you with all the nuances, but the Holy Spirit knows everything. You just enroll. Thank you for enrolling. Everybody get in there now. If you're single or you're in an unsure relationship, Lifework.teachable.com. The purpose of singleness course starts January 2nd, and I've got 70 weeks I'm devoting to make sure the singles, and it's going to be a catalog. It's going to be there for for, for all the time um, to help people grow. Lifework, the reason why I want you to go there is so you can get all the resources and tools, uh, because those who are on YouTube can get the videos for free, but all the extensive resources is going to be on my Lifework coaching page. Let's keep going. Uh, hey, coach, looking forward to that course. I, I am too. I'm excited. Y'all singles have been overlooked for too long and somebody has to serve you. Leah Long says, hey, from California, what's going on? So it's about 637 where you at. I've been in a relationship for one year. Should we be discussing marriage or should we just wait? What should I be looking for in him? Uh, you should be looking for, um, when it comes to a, a, a gentleman, uh, ladies, when you're uh, with someone, um, Don't wait till the man lets you know what you should do. You go to the man Christ Jesus to find out what you should be doing. Because oftentimes <clears throat> ladies will give wife-like benefits to a man that's still growing, to a boy that's still growing. And, and what happens is you'll wait a period of time and you'll serve for a period of time, hoping that this gentleman will lead you. But 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 th- if that man ain't submitted to the man Christ Jesus, and if you're not submitted to the man Christ, Jesus, you're gonna be wasting your time. So the advice that I would give you is right now, before you even discuss marriage, you gotta discuss your union between you and God. And say god listen am i am i in the wrong place right now um um and especially uh I, this is a device i give anyone if you have yet to talk to God about an individual and you know for a fact that you engage the individual or pursue the individual without even acknowledging God, without even fasting about it, without even praying about it, without seeking his face about it, then chances are that relationship ain't from God because, because everything must birth from our relationship with him. Everything must birth from our connection with God. Any, We can't just start stuff and then ask God, is this of you? Because now you got your mind involved, your emotions involved. Some people got their bodies involved and now everybody's confused fuse So before you discuss marriage or relationship with someone, you should be having a thorough discussion with the Heavenly Father and say, Holy Spirit, lead and guide me into all truth. And if you can't let that person go for God's sake, then there's an idol in your heart, an insecurity in your heart, and, and you got to address that. So uh I've been in a relationship for one year. Should we be discussing marriage or should we just wait? You should be you should right now this is what I would advise you to do. This is what I would do. I would, I would sit him down. I would talk with him and say, you know what? I really feel that I'm, 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 I'm gaining feelings for you. I'm liking you. Um, I like where this is going, but, but I just got to make sure that before I get my heart too deeply involved, before we start discussing things further, I think we should take, and it un- it's unfortunate that you have to do this or you could do it like this. Holy spirit. Um, if this is a man of God, if this man fears and reverence you, Open the door for us to have this conversation because what's important right now, and a lot of men, it's not that men are bad. These guys may not be bad. Just not, they just haven't been mentored correctly. I made the mistake. So it's not even like me coming down on brothers. No, I made these mistakes before. And so what I would advise is, and it's what me and my wife did. We had to take two weeks away from each other and just say, Lord, we need to know if this is it because I don't want to waste her time and she don't want to waste my time we need to make sure are you are you in the midst of us so what I would say is take 2 weeks away from each other say listen we we I, I really care about you but I love God more it's easy to let go of something when you love God more than it But it's hard to let go of something when you love that thing more than God. So you got to look at your heart and say, listen, is is, is, did I get in the conception of a thing will let you know everything about a thing. If you start. What I mean is consult your heart from the beginning. Look at your heart and be like, you know what? I was. In a place of idolatry i was in a place of loneliness i was in a place of insecurity when i started this that lets you know that it's possibly not from god possibly because it could be a small percentage but what you need to do is say you know what young man the re- only reason why I got involved with you because I wasn't involved enough with God. The only reason why I entertained you is because I idolized the idea of love and the idea of marriage, and and I jumped the gun. I jumped too soon. I didn't even talk to God about this. So I think we need to take some time to really seek God and see where it is needs to be. Because I rather I rather us break off now and heal quickly, heal quicker, than to be bound a long period of time and be broken for a longer period of time. That's what I would do. Say two weeks. We need a time away from each other. And y'all aggressively seek God and be sincere and genuinely and pursue him. No communication. No, If y'all see each other, y'all sit on one side, opposite side of the church and do what you got to do to make sure you're in the will of God. Because it's best to break off something in its infancy than to have a full grown thing that's not for you. It's better to stick with your uh, Isaac than to create an Ishmael. And a lot of people don't so many Ishmaels begging for Isaacs. Great question. Good evening from beautiful Michigan. Good evening from beautiful Michigan. Thank you for watching. Renisha Pouncey says, hey, from Miami, it's been a minute, but I'm back. Welcome back. What's good? A coach, still good. Living living a great life. If you're single in an unsure relationship, I got a course for you. That's something new that we're doing in 2020. Um, thank you for coming and joining us. Making everything go accordingly. God bless you. God bless you, too. Hi from Greenville. You up the street. Greenville, South Carolina. Greetings. All right, Natasha says, how do I stay focused on myself instead of looking at what others have? I'm so hurt from past relationships and all I see is others happy. Man, happiness is an illusion. Joy is the real thing. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it. And if the world didn't give it, the world can't take away. Happiness is an illusion. Everyone is pursuing happiness, but nobody's settled in joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. So if you're not strengthened, then you're pursuing the wrong thing. Uh, <clears throat> the i'm telling you from experience joy is the greatest asset on earth the two things that i that i refuse to let anybody take me out of or bother me is my joy and my peace. And joy and peace at its purest form is found in the presence of God and in an engaging relationship with him. That's why I advise everyone to look at their heart and say, do I know God? Do I love him? Am I, is he my everything? And that's a process, but it, it, it accelerates when you really begin to understand that without him, you are nothing. So how you can focus on yourself instead of looking at what others have is to realize. That you can't compare your life with somebody else's uh, selective postings. That people 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 only post their 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 their, uh, their uh, highlights. They don't post their their uh, low lives. They don't post the negatives. They post the positives. And so most of the people we are we have grown up through an era, and some people were birthed in this era era of social media where everything is about instant gratification and instant uh, illusion. Uh, uh, instant illusions. What I mean by that is, I can make you believe something that I'm doing when I'm not about it. Chances are, if you see their marriage online a lot, if you see their relationships a lot online, they're insecure about it. Anyone who posts their relationship all the time and has to show everybody what they're eating every day, we know what you eat. Come on, man. I don't want every day we know what you eat. Every day we know what y'all are doing. If you see it, chances are they're not being it. People who are confident. See, think about it. When you have something valuable, you hide it. There's a difference between rich and wealthy. Wealthy people can wear a T-shirt and some khakis and drive a pickup truck because they're wealthy. People who are rich got to get the flashes car, flashiest clothes. Those people, you, you 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 showing too much of yourself and it brings in unnecessary drama. It brings in people who want to burg- burglarize you and steal from you. See, I don't show my marriage all the time because I'm I, it's, it's too valuable. I'm not, When I have kids, I'm not going to show my kids all the time they're too valuable. Why am I going to express... Uh, uh, we're not talking about can't post anytime talking about posting excessively Those people are not really happy They're 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 trying to make themselves believe that what they have is the truth When when it really isn't so how to stay happy Now let me say it's happy how to be uh, a person of joy is to enjoy god enter joy -joy, Enjoy e-n enter joy enter his joy And you will be strengthened even in the midst of everybody else's illusionary happiness when you're when you say the word I'm so hurt from past relationships, that means right now you're going through the withdrawal side effect period of being ripped away from your idols being being ripped away or being pruned into you're having the right perspective of your past. And this is one of the byproducts of that. You begin, um, this is what happens. You're going through the withdrawal period. You're going through the pruning phase, but keep staying with God during it and realize that most of the people that you're envying, God didn't even do half the stuff for them that they're posting online. And when you begin to realize how God does things and how flawed and fake and, and how much people lie, It's crazy how many people compare their real life to somebody else's fake life and be disappointed that their real life ain't fake enough. Listen, don't 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 don't. That's what rappers do. That's what people in the world do. They don't even they don't live their raps. The society is using their raps to to poison the, the minds of a generation to do what they rap about and suffer the consequence that they don't. So how do you stay focused on yourself? Realizing you got a lot of room to improve. The reason why I don't think about nobody else is because I got too much to work on for myself. You are your greatest project. You can become anything that God wants you to be, but you got to work on yourself. West Coast Cali, I did. Sent you an email. Okay, bet Sounds good. Honey, love. Hi, coach. Why would someone have a problem with attractive people as Christians? OK, I'll make sure I read that. Why would someone have a problem with attractive people as Christians? This person told a guy he was going to hell because he is attractive. Man, that's the dumbest stuff. Everybody's attracted to somebody, so that means everybody going to hell. That person must have such such a hate towards themselves. That's that's the fruit of self hate. They hate the they hate the hazel eyes. They hate the curly hair. They hate the they hate the natural hair. They hate they hate everything that person has. The whatever they hate that that person's history and what and there it is is jealousy. Jealousy is toxic, and so that person is just a toxic person. I wouldn't even listen. Social media in this era has given uh, opportunity for people who shouldn't talk to talk. And so, when you're able to dissect between what's stupid and what's legit, then you're able to say, you know what, I ain't gonna listen to that. So, why would someone have a problem with attractive people? It's because they don't they don't like themselves. People who don't like themselves always got some something to say about someone that does like themselves. And so, don't let that affect you, thinking that you have to marry somebody that's unattractive. Don't make that make you believe that 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 you that you gotta dumb your attractiveness down. You don't have to continue to be beautiful, continue to be handsome, continue to be you in Christ. And don't let your looks get to the best of you that you start getting a big head. and Your head starts swelling. But at the same time, that person just dealing with some self-hate. Don't let that confuse you. Don't let that confuse you. OK. Um, so there's nothing wrong with being attractive. Everybody's attracted to something. So everybody's attractive to somebody. So don't let that confuse you. I don't care what platform that person has. I don't care what what, what, what clout they have. Um, that's idiotic and stupid. Elena Daniel says, my ex and I just broke up to get our focus back on God. That's good. We go to the same church. How do I keep peace during this time of singleness and not think about whether we'll end up back together or not? Um, <clears throat> great question. Um, I get this question a lot uh, in email where people are like, how do I deal with someone uh, who's an ex and we go to the same places? What you do is, is that, Uh, there's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. That's life. You're human. You have uh, different triggers. You have different emotional triggers, different mental triggers. And what you do is you got to keep the Holy, you got to keep yourself activated towards the Holy Spirit that if you do pull up to the church and and you're about, you know, he going to be there. All you got to do is say a simple prayer. Holy Spirit, uh, guard my heart. Holy Spirit, give me the strength to get through this. And and the Holy Spirit was supernaturally. One day you're gonna look back and be like, the Holy Spirit is the only one that got me through. How many of us got through breakups and your heart got healed? And you look back now, you know what I'm saying? You look back now, you're like, man, I really have no tie to that person. Man, the person I thought I could never live without, I'm living without. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a supernatural work of God, but you have to be intentional and being honest with yourself and being honest with 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 the situation and 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 say, Holy Spirit, I. I need you. Many of us, we think we can handle everything by ourselves, but can't handle nothing. All right. So make sure I handle the rest of your layers. My ex and I just broke up to get our focus back on God. Um, uh, At this point, break up. Don't don't break up with hope. Many people break up with hope. Don't break up with hope. Break up and keep your hope in God. What I mean by that, people break up with somebody and they'll they'll keep that person in the back of their mind, like we'll eventually get so that thing is always plaguing you. No, no, break up with that person. Break up, break up, and then and then and, and get back with God and, and 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 allow him to heal you. Because if you break up with hope, it'll hinder the it the healing process of God. Because in the back of your mind, you still hoping that y'all get together. No, your hope got to be in God. So how do I keep peace during this time of singleness and not think about whether we'll end up back together or not? Uh, What I would do is I would get a sheet of paper and I would write down the good, the bad, and the ugly of you. I want you to write down everything that needs improvement in your life. Write it all down. Write down all the improvements that you need to make in life and get to work. That's how you distract yourself from distractions. You say, "You know what? I got a lot of room to improve." I want to this is I want to get to know God more. What I want you to do, I want you to write down 10 attributes of God. I want you to go I want you to go online and look up the attributes of God. I want you to select 10. Select 10 attributes of God in the scriptures that support them. And I want you to take this time of singles and get to know God in those ways. About time you get to not know God in those ways and about time you start being productive and developing yourself, that person will be an afterthought. And when that person wants you back, you're going to be like, you know what, me and God got some good going on over here. So don't even let that thing plague in the back of your mind. Break up for real, for real, and <clears throat> and break even with God and, and allow him to build you up by getting to know one of those 10 attributes of him and just get to know him. God, I'm going to get to know these parts of you, and I'm going to get to know the, these parts of me, and we're going to improve. <clears throat> so hope that helped. CJ says, hey, coach, why do you think God sometimes removes people in our life for a period of time, even though this person is, is his will? Would you say it's a season of consecration, yeah, only God knows if a person is supposed to be in your life. I've been guilty of saying that many times, and then those people don't even be there, and those people never come back in your life and so what I need you to do is to get rid of that that hope that hope that or, or that idea that this person's supposed to be and just focus on who you need to be right so why do you think God sometimes removes people in life for a period of time, even though this person is in his will? What I would say is chances are. You have made that person an idol. You made that person more of a person than need to be. And so what happens is God removes people to reintroduce the reasons why you need to be dependent on him. And, and, and that's a process. And, and God has to remove those people because sometimes you make those people God. Now, there is a part. I can make this plain. That there are people that God removes that will eventually be back in your life. But but they'll be backing, they'll be backing your life with the right in the right order. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes God will remove people, maybe they'll go to another country, maybe they'll go wherever. And so that you can go to him first. That's why in the moments of pain, in the moments of prosperity, whoever you go to first, that's the person that you treasure the most. So if you don't go to God first, say, God, I thank you. God, I appreciate you. God, you so good. Or you don't go to God and be like, God, I'm hurting. I need you. If you don't go to him first in those two areas, then whoever you go to first, God's going to probably remove out of your life because you made them your go to first. They they made them a go to when when he's supposed to be your go to. So God will remove people that he sees that you are falsely dependent on and he wants to put you in the right perspective place where you prioritize people in in life the right way so that there'll be an order hope that help. Thank you all. We got 109 people watching. Thank y'all so much for watching. If you're watching now, hit the like button, help this video get some more traction. Uh, let's keep going just J. N. Y. Coach, my question is how to set boundaries as a single person. Ooh, that's a good one. In high school, everyone had the same friends and we would hang out as a group. But now that I'm in college, guys want to hang out one on one with me. Gotcha. Uh, <clears throat> boundaries are important, but it's hard to set boundaries. We don't know yourself. We don't know your purpose. We don't have a drive. So what I would say is, is that no one deserves one-on-one time with you in a season of preparation, in a season of learning, in a season of development. So any guy that tries to approach you right now, you got you have to say no to because there's nothing they can do for you, and there's nothing you can do for them. So the boundaries you have to establish is, is this: number one, um, um, no, we're not doing anything one-on-one, and and usually you'll know who 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 is legit and just because they're legit don't mean you let them in but you'll know by the reactions that that they give to your boundaries now some guys are going to be slick they're going to think that you hard to get they're going to be like you know what i can try to break her because uh boys love challenges Boys love challenges. Men love specific challenges. Boys love all challenges. The little boys going to be like, you know what? Oh, it's a challenge. So I'm going to go pursue her. Man, see if I can break her. No, 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 no. Um, uh, uh, So two things are going to happen. You're going to get an immediate response or you're going to try to, or a person going to try to release you from your response. So the, per- the first person going to be like, oh, word, you do type of girl, woo, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Let that guy go, whatever. But Keep the same boundaries, even for the guy that acts like that he's on board with what you're saying, because then he's going to try to manipulate you and to believe that he's different when he ain't the different. He is the same as the guy who had the immediate response. Right. So the boundaries you need to set is this. Uh, well, before you set the boundaries, you have to you have to establish uh, uh, what makes you beautiful, what makes you unique, what makes you uh, who you need to be and say, this must be my why. This period of my life is dedicated to growth, to studying, to improving. The reason why I say this is because sometimes when people go to college, they have no destiny mind. They ha- they so people who have no sense of destiny are easily distracted, right? And you don't invested all this money, you invested all this time, you don't invest all these resources, and you're losing. So what you got to do is establish with God why. Why this season, and what's the reason for this season? Who do I need to focus on? What do I need to do? And write those things down. You can get it framed, you can get it printed out, you can make it as a poster, you can put it in your purse, you can put it on your dashboard in your car as a reminder of what this season is for. Do you know how many people wasted their college years, wasted their 20s, and utilizing their 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s to clean up what they're doing right now? So don't, don't allow other people's fun to cause you to be done with your purpose. What you got to do is say, you know what? This is vain. God bless me with a mind to be able to think multiple moves ahead. And I think if you train your mind, you can do the same thing as well. You got to think three moves ahead. Number the first move is, is this the will of God? Oh, Josh, that's such a big, big thing. No, that's, it could be, it could be very specific. What you do is to say, you know what? Am I prepared for the, to end relationship? No. If I'm not, I'm done with everybody, right? So let me make sure I get your a question. Uh, my question is how to set boundaries as a single person. You set them by setting them and sticking with them. Don't just set boundaries, stick with them. And you stick with them through the spirit of God. The spirit of God is going to always bring to your mind, even in the moment of weakness, yo, this is a waste of time. In high school, everyone had their same friends, and we would hang out as a group. But now that I am in college, guys, want to stay by yourself. You got to love you. In seasons where you don't need to be with anybody, you gotta increase in your self-love. And the and, and and God's perfect love is what casts out all fear. The reason why people settle, the reason why people go out and do stuff that they should is because of fear. But when you have been perfected by God's love and you get involved with God's love, self-love develops. And when self-love develops, self-care develops, and no becomes a real word in your vocabulary and you and you live by it. That's what you gotta do is embrace the perfecting love of God, which spawns self-love, which introduces you to self-care, which makes it easy to say no to even good things. Because anything, a good thing outside of God's timing is a bad thing. A good thing outside of God's timing is a bad thing. So yes, it's a new world for you, but you got to you got to be invested in your world and God and God would bring the right uh, lady friends around you. And he's, there's nothing a college guy can offer you right now. That's that's, that's the one thing you got to put on. put on sheet paper. There is nothing a college guy can offer me right now. See, what happens is when 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 you accepted a gift of God, which is the man, Jesus and his precious spirit. Right. A gift from man can't do nothing for you. When you have embraced the gift of God, his gift is so good when your mind recognizes it that no man can outgive God, and you'll be like, you got to do better than that. Hope to help. But right now, no college man can do nothing for you, so I wouldn't even waste my time. God's perfect timing, yes. Latoya Gladden, thanks so much. That helps greatly. Blessing. Blessing you, too. Michael Spragley, yo, I finally made it to one of these. Watch your podcast all the time. I'm a college and run tracker. UNC, what's up, man? That's my school. Where's my... My niece got me a UNC toboggan. I call them toboggans. Y'all call them beanies. But man, thank you for watching. I appreciate you for watching. I'm glad these videos are a blessing to you, man. Lizzie Lewis says, "Let God reveal publicly what God showed you." That's right. LaKeisha Taylor says, "Family, how do we set healthy boundaries with family, especially with a new relationship? How do you continue to respect the position of the family and not agree on their actions?" Um, respect must meet respect. You. What I mean by that is, is that you owe nobody nothing. I don't care how long they breastfed you. I don't care if they paid you through college. When it comes to you being an adult and when it comes to you being in your own, walking out your own salvation with fear and tremor and you in this thing with God, you owe nobody nothing. What I mean by that is... I'm talking about people who disrespect or people who always got something to say, family, who's just trying to get involved. You set your boundaries. Listen, I'm not afraid to hurt anybody when it comes to me and God and me and mine. I'm not afraid to hurt anybody. You have to get to that place where, where even your mother and father should not be. The Bible says, if you love, if you do not hate mother or father, that word hate means love less. If you don't love your mother or father or get to a place where, where 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 you love God more than them then those people's words will be used against you. So what that means is you got to be okay with hurting your mom's heart to make sure your heart is still in this healthy place in the hands of God. You got to be okay with hurting your pops and hurting your brother, hurting your sister if if, if it's going to help. Um, you help your heart stay in the hands of God and stay holy and stay uh, uh uh joyful and peaceful. Listen, I don't care who your mama and daddy is, if this is a relationship ordained by God, God will God will mend their hearts, but you continue to do the will of God no matter what and no matter who. I don't care if they breastfed you, I don't care if they paid your way through college, I don't care if I don't care what people change. Cause the moment you attack what they idolize or the moment you begin to do something that goes against the grain, like if you start going into a field of study that your dad didn't want you to, or your dad wanted you to take over the business or your mom wants you to do this. People start, parents are acting crazy. That's between them and God. And, 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 and that's what you gotta do. How do we set healthy boundaries with family? It's communication. Boundaries have to be communicated in, in a, in a clear, uh, way. Um, so that everybody's on the same page and when people, even if you got to put it on paper ain't say contract, we just got to say document conversations because people act like they forget things. Document conversations. And it's OK to document it however you want to document. Hey, I'm going to record this conversation. Do you mind if I record it? Cool. We're going to record it because I want to make sure that we all stay on the same page. But don't but don't get so isolated that you don't that you don't welcome wisdom. Some people will make this excuse. Well, I got to set bounds with them, but your mom is giving you wisdom. Your dad is giving you wisdom, but you want this man so much in your life. And your pops is like, yo, it ain't, it ain't looking good. We're talking about people who was hating on something that y'all both know God established. But if you out here just like I'm just doing me and my mom and dad's a hater because because they're giving these these values and tradition not tradition, but these values to me. then you got to look at your heart and be like, are they hating or are they are they giving me wisdom? Holy Spirit, let you know from there. How do you continue to respect the position of, of, of the family and not agree on their actions? Um, simple. Let God be true and every man lie. You stick with God. And if they and if they got feelings or whatever, they get whatever, then you do what you gotta do and you move on with your life and let your light so shine that even when your family looks at your good works, they'll glorify God who's in heaven. Vanessa D says, Is it a sin or wrong to go to uh, um Is it a sin slash wrong to go to another church, uh, other church branches where my age groups are to maximize my chance of meeting my ordained spouse? Yes, that's wrong. Uh, That's a wrong motive for a church. You do not go to a church for a man. You do not go for a church for a woman. You don't go to a church to um, to try to hopefully meet somebody. No, you go where God has planted you. And a lot of people do not understand the purpose of a church and the purpose of a pastor. Um, Um. The purpose of a pastor, the purpose of a church is to equip you, to edify, to rebuke you, to ensure that you grow in spiritual maturity for God's optimal use, period. Uh, um, You don't. God doesn't need your help to find your help. God doesn't need your help to find your helpmate. He doesn't need your help. You don't, you you don't, there's nothing you can do to help God. Most of the times when we try to help God, even if you try to help God, you still ain't going to mess up God. What I'm saying is sometimes we hurt ourselves trying to help God. We hurt ourselves because now you go to this church that you probably, I'm not saying you, but a lot of people do this. They'll go to another church looking for somebody, but get taught false doctrine, get taught false teaching, not growing, not understanding God like they need to, but you're doing it to meet somebody. Everything must boil down to the glory of God. Period. Do not try to help God to find your help. God knew you and your spouse before you was formed in your mother's womb, and he knew that he knew and has already set within his providential time when y'all are supposed to meet. So you can be in an igloo church in Alaska, and your man can be in in a mega church in Florida, and God will put y'all together. He does not need your help. So it is wrong and it is a sin because the reason why it's a sin is because you believe that you can help God or you believe. That you can do it all yourself, and you feel like I'm gonna do this. Uh, what did what did Abraham and Sarah do when it came to Isaac? They thought they when it came to uh, God told them whatever, and they was like, you know what? Well, God's taking too long. Let's go ahead and have this baby. And they ended up having Ishmael, and Ishmael wasn't even part of God's plan for life. So they end up messing up uh, generations down the line. So it is wrong to go to another church. to to make it, to make yourself more available, uh, to make yourself, uh, to have a better chance to find someone. Because chances are, um, if you go into a Bible teaching church, a church that glorifies God, a church that corrects you, a church that talks about the love of God and the wrath of God, a church that talks about sanctification and talks about sin and talks about repentance, this generation might not be there, but it's best for you to be there because uh, because God don't need your help. And it doesn't matter what church you go to. Um, God can can bring y'all together. And that is what it is. And so that is wrong. And I will look at your heart, check your heart and be like, God, how did I get here? How did I get to a place where I feel like I can no longer trust you in this and and cry and and, and give it over to God and, and really talk to God and tell God, yo, God, I I really want this because. The fact that you're willing or thinking about doing this shows that there's some idolatry in your heart, and you got to give that to God. You gotta you maybe you idolizing the idea of love too much. Maybe you allowing the comparisons of other people's relationship to cause you to be sunken in your heart to want to make yourself available. Um, there's still there's still more growth that you have to make there. And we've all a lot of us been guilty of it. So don't this ain't this ain't coach coming down. this coach. Give me that tough love, man. And letting you know that that's not wise and that stay where God has told you. Go to the church. God wants you to go to, because if you are in the wrong place, you can never find the right thing in the wrong place. You can never find the right thing in the wrong place. Stay in the right place and everything that's right for you will come by your right side. Amen. Amen. God, that's good. All right. Uh, daughter of the King. Thank you. It's on the shelf. That's right. Keep it on the shelf. Told you, Lazarus. What's good? How you feeling? Michael Sprague. So Coach Josh, my question is, I'm stuck right now because I'm really good at track. I run in college. That's what's up. Good at making music. And my parents want me to be pre-med for a career course, but I'm so sure I'm not. Don't do it. I don't care what your parents got to say. And if you got to have that hard conversation, if they're paying your way through school and they want you to be a pre-med student and you don't want to, then what I would do is, is, uh, uh, now, now let me, yeah, what I would do is, um, uh, follow your heart, man. God, some parents mean well. Um, uh, but if you love music and you love track, um, this is a this is a time of your life where you get your life on track and you really find out the race you're supposed to run and the boundaries you're supposed to have and the goal that you're supposed to have in front of you and if and if you and if you know you're not called to be a pre-man student listen don't do it my father, when I first started, when I told him I wanted to be a preacher, he was like, man, why you want to be a preacher? There ain't no money in that. And my my dad meant well, but my dad wasn't spiritually mature at the time. And five or seven, eight years later, the same one that was against me preaching called me over to his house to uh, pray for him for salvation. And he began to see the fruit of the YouTube videos and the people that I was impacting and how it impacted my sisters and my brother. And imagine if I listened to him, none of those things, y'all wouldn't have been impacted. I'd probably be doing a video on how, to make money. <laughs> That's probably because I'm Nigerian and we know how to make money. So if 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 pre-med ain't what you're supposed to, don't do it. And I don't care if they get upset with you. If they get, if you, this is a real test if your parents' hearts are right or not. If you go to them and say, you know what, mom and dad, I really spent time with God and I really have no passion or no heart to be a pre-med student. The, this is where I feel like the just always say this this is where I feel the Lord is leading me. And I want y'all support on that. Their reactions will let you know where their heart is towards you. And sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow that some of our parents are connected to us uh, because they want to live vicariously through us. They're only connected to us because they want to see you do what they didn't do or for you. They, they care so much about your safety. They want you to have a safe job. Listen, there's not a job in this world that's safer for you than your purpose because because they laying off people left and right. You know what I'm saying? People you don't know when. That's why it's best to build your own empire and understand ownership and be creative and, and follow God because God will always provide in His will. God is not guaranteeing provision outside of His will. He may guarantee grace, but He's not going to always guarantee provision. He may guarantee mercy, but He's not going to always guarantee provision because He's not going to endorse anything that He did not uh, entreat you to do. So right now you're in college, good at making music, and my parents want me to go to pre. Now, 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 what you got to do is is make sure that you establish, because you're young, my brother, you got to establish, okay, God, I'm going to stay in these courses until I have clarity. Now don't, don't don't go to your mom talking about you're going to be a rapper tomorrow. That ain't you got to you got to find out from God what am I supposed to do? And in what I plan on doing, research it. How can I make residual income and residual impact out of this? God, where are you leading me to? Because God, you know, but what I would do is I'd be like, parents, I ain't trying to waste your money on this pre-med stuff. I'm definitely not going to be a pre-med major. But find a major like business management or something like that where it's it's broad, but you're still getting tools and resources to kind of help you lean towards ownership and understanding business management and all that good stuff. And utilize track to as a vehicle to get you as far as you can for free. Utilize your gifts in college to get you as far as you can for free if you got a scholarship. Right. So, so do that. But 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 if but it, but have that conversation with them, because if that's not for you, don't don't make someone happy, but make yourself unhappy. Don't live your life trying to make someone happy, but you're hurting in the process. So I get it. It depends if your family has the Holy Spirit. Do you know the Mario? I see what you're saying. Y'all you, y'all encouraging each other. Cool. Nita Carrillo says yes, Coach. How do you fast, and what is the purpose? You fast by restricting yourself from stuff that you have uh, uh, evidence of indulgence or just evidence of enjoyment for a period of time to be drawn closer to God, to have a a greater awareness of your surroundings. That's that's what fasting does. But the purpose of fasting is to grow closer to God. Jesus said the Pharisees came up to Jesus like, yo, Jesus, man, look, man, your disciples, uh, uh, John's disciples fast." but your disciples don't fast. Jesus was like, they have no need to fast while the bridegroom is with them, but there will come a day where they're going to have to fast because what he was alluding to that I'm going to have to go away. So because Jesus was in the flesh amongst the disciples, they didn't need to fast because Jesus was there. But it's going to come a period of time where uh, uh, having a spirit in you and having a person beside you is a little bit different. When you have a person beside you, you can be like, hey, Jesus I got a question. But when you got a spirit and that person's not there and now you have to walk by faith and not by sight, now you need to fast so that you can so you can really feel the tangible presence of God in a in a in a, in a consistent and thorough way where you're able um, to execute at a high level of awareness, a high level of joy, a high level of of intimacy with God. And, and then things around you which were were bleak will become colorful and you'll begin to see the answers in all areas because you have been reconnected in a greater way with the answer. Who is God? Oh, lost my spot. Oh, I've been going an hour and six minutes. You're so welcome, Lenny. I'm glad to do this. Uh, Let me make sure I get, and for those who's watching now, thank y'all so much. Make sure you like the the video. Make sure you share. Get to that course. For all those who are brand new just joining me now, the Purpose of Singleness course starts January 2nd. Go to my website, lifework.teachable.com to enroll. Um, We'll be doing live videos here, but all exclusive content will be on that site. Let me make sure I find that question. Give me one second. Okay, Uh, I want to. So my question is, I've asked God what path purpose should I go within my life, but feel like I have not heard or received the answer. What should I do? Anytime you don't hear the answer, uh, do what has already been answered in God's word. If you haven't heard the answer about a specific thing, because sometimes we look at the will of God when it comes to capital W. But forget about the little wills every day. Um, the Obeying the, the daily wills will lead you up to your destined will. See what I'm saying? Observing and being disciplined in the daily will. The daily will which is in the Word of God being disciplined what's in the daily wills reading a proverb a day reading the gospel a month uh, um, looking at your life and be like, okay what am I going through right now what do I need to gird myself in what do I need to prepare myself for and go to openbible.info and type in a search box the theme and then you'll find scripture to meditate on and, and take care of the daily will and the distant will will have itself taken care of so in the meantime stay stay uh, clean keep your hands clean Keep your mind focused. Keep your heart re- in a renewed state of mind. Keep your mind in a renewed state of mind, and and and, and study what it means to be a man, Gr- with the word of God is about manhood, and focus on those things. And then over time, uh, things will be made clear to you. So if you got a track scholarship, uh, uh, I would I would probably uh, be this will be my last semester or so in my pre med studies, and then go into something. My advice would be going to something like business management. Um, Because that's safe. What I mean by safe that you'll still learn stuff that can apply in a broader sense and and stay true to this. Study this. Take this as a class. And a a proverb a day, a gospel a month, go to openbible.info and get specific on the issue that you're facing and and you should be good. And God will reveal this time. And the reason why God doesn't reveal things all the time to us is because he knows that we're not ready for that revelation. That we'll either idolize that revelation or we'll try to run away from that revelation. So God doesn't reveal everything, but there's some things inside of you, like your gifts and the things that you're good at that will make, that will give some kind of Uh, clarity to what field or what proximity. I knew I was good with words. I knew I was good with advice. And then I wrote my first book at 21 or 22, right? And then the videos, as technology increased, my gift increased. And so you'll be able to look and say, okay, I'm good at this. I'm good at that. Oh, okay. Well, let me start uh, developing skill sets to support this gifting until God gives me revelation of what I need to do. Hope to help, man. And thank you for watching, brother. Gidget Mitchell says, "Hello, coach. Hello, coach. Is it is it your understanding that the Bible says once you divorce and the ex-spouse is still alive, you cannot remarry?" Uh, I'm still studying that. I, I, I think I told someone maybe a few videos back. Uh, I think there was a cultural thing. Um, I think God of a God who's a God of grace and mercy is not going to allow someone not to be able to enjoy something from a past moment of, of negligence or a past moment of uh, immaturity. That He won't allow you to remarry. That may have been a cultural thing. I think for myself, what I re- what I gather from it, and I don't want don't take this to the bank because I'm still learning it, is that um uh, the reason why that that was implemented was because divorce was so easily done by people and it wasn't done legitimately that there was no sexual uh, uh, whatever and God cared so much about marriage that he was like don't marry a woman that's been divorced because there could be a chance or uh, let me let me stop there I don't want I don't want to give something that I'm not 100% confident in saying so please forgive me for even trying um but uh, do some research a good place could be gotquestions.org. Um, that's another resource, openbible.info and gotquestions.org type that in. And they have been a legitimate source for me in some of the stuff that I, that I, that I do to kind of supplement, um, some of my teachings and stuff, <clears throat> or as a concordance to better understand gotquestions.org type that in and, and they, they may give good clarity, but make sure it's anchored in the root, in the word of God for sure. Mimi says, I get distracted thinking about this guy like while I'm trying to pray and read my Bible. How can I stop distractions when sending, spending time with God? Um, the reason why we're distracted is because it's demonic. uh. Um, influences that's trying to keep us from going deep into God's word. I am a living witness that as I go into God's word, I get lost in it. Sometimes this is a bigger distraction than anything. I'll be in this and I'll be like, oh, I didn't even get a chance to get on this. Uh, But the reason why his name keeps popping up in your mind is because the demons are trying to keep you from diving deeper into God's word. So they're going to try to bring anything that they know has a connection to your heart that will cause you to be distracted. So what you do before you read your Bible every day, is number one, I would would put my phone in the car, I would put my phone in another room, I would put it on silence, I would remove any, okay, that's what I do, establish a place where you can meet with God regularly uninterrupted, it could be in your car, it could be in your bedroom, it could be in your bathroom, it could be in your closet, establish a place where you can meet with God every day without interruption and you remove all interrupters. Uh, And and what you do is you go into this prayer closet, get you some oil, sanctify your house, number one, because you got to look at yourself and say, okay, what demons have I allowed to be around my life? What sins am I practicing? What what people have I been around? And if you go to my website, imunplugged.com, forward slash worksheet, scroll down, you'll see spiritual warfare prayers, download that, that will kind of help you, Uh, but, but before you get in that word and say, Heavenly Father, here I am with you today, I thank you for this time that we're about to share, and with that being said, every demonic spirit that is in or around me, I silence you, I will enjoy this time with the Heavenly Father, and you will not interrupt me in Jesus' name. And when you do, even then, because your faith may still be growing, even then, when you feel interruptions come, you keep pressing on. You have about a 20-second to two-minute window. If you keep going, the demons will be like, ah, we can't get it this time. Hope to help. It helps me all the time. Uh, so I get distracted thinking about this guy I like when I'm trying to pray and read my Bible. How can I stop distraction and spending time with God? It's realizing that you know I like this guy, but I love God. Your love has to be greater than your like of a person because because it's hard to be distracted by someone you love. If you're distracted and and doing something with someone that you love, then then there has been some love lost. So I will examine your heart with God and 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 say, God, make me a heart that is panning after you, that desires to be with you and above anyone. But chances are, if you do have that heart, but that still come in your mind, it's some demonic entity that's trying to get you from going deeper in God because they know you get lost in God. They can never use that guy against you again. I have time for about two more and I'm out you all Wait, Hey, y'all, just here. Thank you for coming. Michelle Miller, what's going on? Swaggy D, great point, coach. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ishmue from the block. Hey, coach, I got played by someone at church. Oh, man, I feel you. Didn't see it coming because it wasn't sexual. I wasn't looking for anything. Feel kind of insecure about that and fear that it could happen again. Any advice? I got plenty of advice for you, man. Um, It's okay getting played, but learn from the play and and, and establish um, um, your posture towards God. What I mean by that is, God, yeah, I got played, but I know for a fact... That, that, that I can learn from this. I know for a fact that, uh, let me make it plain like this. Life's about wins and lessons, not wins and losses. So just because you caught an L, you didn't caught the L. That's a loss. You caught a L from a lesson. So what you do is you learn from it. Where was I? <clears throat> what? Where? What? What? What kind of person was I when when this happened? Uh, um. Where was my state of mind? Uh. Why? What did that person do? What was their angle that made me uh, uh fall for it? And, and process it because honestly, man, just because a church is a hospital and sick people do sickly things. And, and, and when you in that environment, you can't really trust anyone but God. That's why everything must boil down with you and the spirit of God. He gave you his spirit for a reason because there's a bunch of tricksters out here and, 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 and they, they try to pray or play the week. So what you do is you learn from what you went through. And you don't don't get so caught up on. Oh, it may happen again. And don't worry about that because God's going to cover you and protect you. He covered you and protected you down. So you good money. But what I would do now is, okay, uh, why was I a sucker this time? Why not? Because like, coach got played plenty of times. It's hard to play the coach now because 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 I've been in this game a long time. You know what I'm saying? But but I realize even then I still got to be on guard um because people are people. That's why I put no trust in no man. You see what I'm saying? I I, I trust God more and I trust my wife. I trust God more than than anyone deserve because because you you don't know what a person may do. And so that's the lesson I learned from getting played. It's hard to get played when you're on God's team. It's hard to get played when you're playing with God. You know what I'm saying? Not playing with God in the bad way, but when you, but when you're being, when He's on your team, when you pra- it's hard to get played when you practice with God. It's hard to get played when you're in love with God because the enemy can't play you if 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 you if you put God above everyone and put God and you bring God in everything. You Can't if now if you start drifting by yourself and your heart begins to drift away from God and you begin to do what you want to do and go your own way, then you easily play. But when you with God and you bring God everywhere, them demons gonna be like, oh here, take your ball. Don't even want to play because you brought God. He got God on his team. Ah, uh, we lost. We got God, he got God on his team and he's trusting in God. Uh hey coach, I got played it by someone at church. It happens. Don't beat yourself down about it. Uh, Don't get insecure about it. Just because somebody played you don't mean that you're not priceless in the eyes of God. Just because someone misused you doesn't mean that God can't use you. You know what I'm saying? Didn't see it coming. A lot of things we don't see coming uh, because it wasn't sexual. I wasn't looking for anything, feel kind of insecure about that and fear that it could happen again. Yeah. Fear has torment. So what you got to do, you got to reverse the fear by faith and faith in God, knowing that God is faithful to his word to perform it, that God is faithful to you to perform what he has predestined for you to, to be. And you got to reverse that fear with faith, believing that, that that you will face tomorrow because he lives. You can face tomorrow because he lives. You can face tomorrow because he lives and has been as risen and as alive. You can face tomorrow. So the fact that you find yourself possibly insecure could mean that there are still already uh, uh, rooted insecurities there that could have set you up to be played. So you got to say, okay, what areas in my life is not secured in God, and be honest with that with God, and say, I'm not secure when it comes to relationships. I'm not secure that I, I'm not secure in the fact that you have someone for me, and you and you aggressively attack those areas by reversing your your mindset into understanding what the Word of God says about you that. You you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Greater is He that's in you than He that's in the world. That you are that you were created for such a time as this. You see what I'm saying? And it reversed that. I know it's hard to play me now, because 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 I know who God is. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I understand you feeling insecure about it, fam. I've been there. I've been played before. Listen, I've been played, uh, um, but those plays are played out because I've been I've 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 prepared myself. Greater. So what you got to do is build yourself up in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost, establish um, systems and, and boundaries to make sure you don't fall at like that again. And all begins with addressing your insecurity and also dress addressing the interests where intruders got in and, and, and set you up. So learn from it so that you can earn from it. Earn greater wisdom, earn greater knowledge, learn so you can earn. Been there, my brother, so I know coach just posted a video a couple of days ago about that check it out boundaries I know I know hey Nick what's up family Nick Antoine says and I think this might be the last one what to do if you just tempted a, what to do if you just tempted a lot out of nowhere and you what to do if you just been tempted a lot out of nowhere to go back to pornography and your heart and mind is pulling you back um the number one way not the number one way you got to see pornography what, for what it really is. Pornography warps the mind. Pornography will warp your mind to create false expectations that humans cannot fulfill. Anytime a human is exposed to a hyper sense of something, everybody else can't compete. So when a man watches pornography and he has on-demand pleasure, on-demand pleasure with his hand, with whatever, with another person, that on-demand pleasure begins to warp the mind into making that everything's on demand. You know who's not always on demand? A wife is not always on demand. A wife is a human being with feelings. A wife is not a mistress. A wife is, 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 is a whole woman. And when you begin to get involved with pornography, then you begin to see these professionals and these experts do what they do and your wife cannot do what they do, then then, then you will not be able to get up for her and then, then she falls to insecurities and now she feels like she's not sexy enough. She feels like she's not attractive. So you got to think 15 moves ahead to realize why this moment right now with pornography is damaging. Now, you can have all the facts, but you have but you have uh a, a most a more recent engagement with it. And then that's when you begin to ask God to surround you with accountability and you have to be willing to be held accountable because that's what's gonna help you overcome it, is knowing that you have someone to check in up on you and be like, yo, what what did you do this week? what did you do this week? And you got and you know you can't lie to them because your face can't lie to them, that's what you need. So what to do if you just been tempted a lot? out of nowhere to go because the devil's always going to try to bring you down with the thing that brought you down before to see if you can be brought down. And when you do find yourself brought down, you got to make sure you have a gift of amnesia. And what I mean by that is you cannot fall into condemnation and be like, "Oh man, I messed up. God doesn't love me no more. Now I'm all the way back to square one. Now God's mad and then and and now he's going to send the, the you know no. We got to say, you know what? I'm a child of God. I made a mistake, I'm gonna assess my mistakes and I'm a, and I'm gonna guard myself in the areas where I was weak and I'm not gonna stand because the Bible says when you stand, take heed lest you fall. Standing means I have accomplished this. I have, you know what I don't do? I don't act like I've overcome pornography. No, 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 I stay humble, I stand. No, no, I don't stand on that, I don't stand on myself. What I mean is I stand on God. What I mean by that, I stay on my knees before God. And what I mean by that is God, I ain't going to never think that I'm okay. because the moment you start thinking you're okay is the moment that you be in your own strength. And when you're in your own strength, that's when you find out that you're not strong enough and you fall right back into the thing that you're supposed to stand over. It happens all the time. That's why I tell my I make sure I position myself where I can't even get reached to it. I make sure I but back at my age now where I'm at now. It's disgusting. There's nothing in it that makes me want to go back because of the damaging effects that it's going to cause. You see what I'm saying? So that's what happens over time. In the beginning, maybe eight, some years ago, now it was difficult, but by the time you get into it and really begin to see the beauty of productivity, the beauty of purpose, the the beauty of life, you get so distracted that you're not even into it, and then you're supernaturally sustained. God will keep you if you desire to be kept. God will keep you if you desire to be kept. No way to get back in the corner and your heart and mind is pulling you back you got to build yourself up in your own holy faith you got to get full of the word of god and you got to have a purpose man you know how to over, you know what happens you know what happens when you fight the good fight of faith you see all these books you see what i'm saying <laughs> you get produ- use 1500 videos come on man got to distract yourself from distractions hope that help fam so what you got to do um ask god for support systems um see the sin for what it really is. Stay humble. Don't get proud. Don't act like you can do it. Stay on yourself. Don't give yourself no wiggle room in that area. And you do that by seeing just how disgusting it is and how it warps the mind and gets false expectations that a woman can't compete with. And that's why I tell ladies about uh, uh, um, vibrators. What, what a man going to do with that? What, what what can a man do with a vibrator? I mean, what can a man do? And you've been on a vibrator for months. No, man's stuff can go like that. And so now you are getting this on-demand pleasure. The man can't meet You see what I'm saying and that happens with pornography you 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 doing on-demand stuff that that nobody can compete with and it And it, and it just it sets you up for it sets your 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 wife and husband up with with unnecessary uh, Insecurities Last one I'm done Naya says, how do you stay away from a guy who only wants a situationship and wants me to wait on him? He tries to creep back in my life and I think about him from time to time. How do I let it go? Anything that creeps. You keep away. If he if, if 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 he is slick and trying to creep in your life, you you got to you got to you got to drain the creek. You got to drain anything that think or any areas in your life that he feel he can sneak through. Right. Let me break your question down uh, point. By one. How do you stay away from a guy who only wants situationship and wants me to wait on him? He tries to creep back in my life. And I think about him from time to time. How do I let it go? You let it go by realizing he's creeping. Anybody has to creep. You can't trust a creep. Creeps are creeps. Creeps, creep. You creep. That's why he's creeping. And so what you do is you don't deserve, You don't, a situationship is beneath you. What's a situationship? A situation has no definition. What, what are we? At least I know what a relationship is. At least I know what a companionship is. At least I know what a marriage is. But what's the definition of a situation? What's the Urban Dictionary's definition for situationship? That's beneath you. Whatever that definition is, that's beneath you. So what you got to do is you got to ask yourself, why do I think below when I'm supposed to think above? Anybody that calls you to think below you, Shows that you don't think high enough of yourself. You got to look yourself in the mirror and be like, what do I really think about myself? Because I don't think about nobody or nothing that's beneath me. I don't. I don't think about it. Because it's beneath me. I'm supposed to think of things that are just, pure, lovely, good, report, commendable, honorable. There's nothing honorable about a creep. There's nothing uh, reasonable about a creep. There's nothing lovely about a creep. There's nothing lovely or just about a creep. He's creeping because he sees that you are a prey. He sees that you're not uh, secure enough yourself to recognize that he's a waste of your time. So how do you stay away from a guy who wants a situationship? Is realize you got you to recognize you're already given value. You got to look at yourself and be like I am valuable before God. And you got to look at yourself and be like why am I insecure? It, it's crazy how we waste time with things that's beneath us. How we waste time with things that are a waste. We waste time with things that are a waste and we wonder why we waste away. That that stuff is beneath you. He tries to creep back in my life. That means you got to build a bigger a bigger uh build a wall. You got to build a bigger wall, man. Wall, you got to put the wall up. That's your standards. Uh -uh. I'm surrounding myself with standards, surrounding myself with walls to make sure that nobody can creep in because I know who I am. He tries to creep back in my life and I think about him from time to time. What are you thinking about? Write down what you're thinking about him and then compare it to what you deserve. If you think the reason why you're thinking about him is because you don't have much to think about about yourself. You, anytime you make time in your mind for somebody else, chances are there's, there's things about yourself that you don't like. So you got to think about yourself and be like, what do I need? What do I deserve right now? Because thinking about a person that creeps is going to find then you all of a sudden. It's just a waste of time. So to practically help you is think on things that are lovely, just pure of good report. What I mean by that is ask God, God reverse my thinking why am i thinking about this person and i don't think about you um i will block them i'll block them in all areas online offline inline i will block them online like look I, if you gotta block him or mute him or whatever mute him online you gotta block him offline and you gotta set boundaries but you you gotta you gotta set boundaries after you allow the holy spirit not after but while you allow the holy spirit to build you up to the level that he already sees so that you can be able to see you know what that's beneath me why do you think you why do you think he's worth your time to think about When you process that answer, you'll be able to realize the insecurities that may be in your heart, keeping you from seeing um, what's really out there. And uh, he's beneath you. And I don't mean in a derogatory sense that what he's trying to do is beneath. He's trying to bring you down to places that you don't deserve to be. Um, I will journal my experience. Why do I think about him? Why shouldn't I think about him? What should I be thinking about? Number one, write down why do you think about him and be honest, why shouldn't you think about him, the second question, and what you should be thinking about. Answer those three questions and you'll be on your way, my friend. Love y'all. I've been going for an hour and 30 minutes. Uh, For those who's watching right now, go ahead and enroll into my Purpose Singleness course that starts January 2nd. We'll do it live here on YouTube and then all the tools and resources, including the holistic plan, mind, body, and soul, uh, spirit, mind, and body um and uh, uh worksheets that go with each lesson um and um all other resources i'm going to put in there based upon lesson um is on my lifework.teachable site um so get in there Get enrolled. We start January 2nd, Let all your friends and family know. If you're listening right now on, on Google Play, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, or Spotify, let your friends know. If you're watching this on YouTube, let your friends know. Let's build a strong community of singles that's maximizing their singles for the glory of God. And um, I'm excited. Um, but I gotta go, I gotta get some rest within an hour and 30 minutes. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Books are online. Uh, the Purpose of Freedom, Soul, Ties, and Strongholds, a book I wrote uh, a year, year ago. Um, World War Me, book on spiritual warfare, all available on Amazon or on my website, IamUnplugged.com. If you want to be, if you really want to get fruit from this course, go to the uh, get your purpose sickness books. I'll be pulling some points from there. Um, dating Prep has a card game that goes with the two, separate site, but goes along with it. A book for those who are dating themselves and love of their life. Um, this book is a good resource with the card game as well, and my children's book, As He Says, as for students I serve for all students. Um, if you have a young person, uh, fourth grade and up, third graders can read it too. Third grade and up, it's a good resource to help them discover their purpose. It's not a theological book because um, I work in a, a public school system, but it's a it's a solid book that will help your kids and it is pro- it's proverbial so you will be able to recognize um, the word of god in it and this book unplugged is for nostalgia purposes the first book i ever wrote love you all enroll today january 2nd we getting busy for 70 weeks lord willing we're going to be in it i'm helping you singles out um my coach y'all this free I want to say it's free coaching uh, but it's going to be the best coaching i can give you on youtube as well as on life work um So I'm dedicating 70-something weeks to you all. Uh, It may be shorter than that. depends on how fast we go. Um, But I believe God is going to grace me and anoint me to help you all in this area. Um, I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. If you want to give the support, our mentoring program starts in February. Propel. Go to our Instagram page, see what we do with the kids. Propel, C-L-T. If you want to give towards that, go to our website, imunplugged.com. If you want to support this channel and everything that I do, um, we'll love your support too. Y'all be blessed. See y'all next time. Uh, oh, time stamps to be at the. Bu- well, it's too late now. You don't watch the whole video if you got to the time stamps. Love y'all. Peace.